right, happy Saturday, everybody. If your church is open, it's the night before church. If not, come on down to mine tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Foundation Church. Hope everybody's doing good. We're going to launch right into things tonight. We're going to continue on. If you saw the title of this, we're calling it the Twilight Zone. Our country right now, we are living in a twilight zone of lies. Remember those three things. Three lies that we're living in right now. You're like, Tom, you talked about this two days ago. Yeah, well, I got all new stuff, so be ready. Three lies are that there's systemic racism in law enforcement, that all these protests, number two, that all these protests are about George Floyd, and number three, the coronavirus is a plague. We are living in those three lies, and it's called the Twilight Zone. Run that first video for me. I am. man was out defending his shop. Look at this. What's this have to do with George, George Floyd? Name it now. Where's George Floyd in this? What's it? George Floyd. George. No, there's nothing. It's got nothing to do with George Floyd. There he goes. He's out. Just got hit in the head with a rock. Bring it back to me. Again, what does this have to do with the unjust killing of George Floyd? All four officers have been arrested that were involved. All four have been arrested. There's going to be a multi-million dollar lawsuit. So explain to me why there's a need for a protest. Well, so allegedly there's systemic racism in law enforcement, right? Well, we're going to tear that lie down even further tonight. Let me say hi to a couple people on here. Eve, Rebecca, good to see you. Deborah, good to see you. Todd, glad you're on. Stephanie, glad you're on. Don, good to see you. Two Dons are on. Don F and Don M, good to see you guys. Anna M, Everett, good to see you. Jacob, good to see you. Ravim, good to see you. Jeffrey, good to see you. Lynn Hertz, God bless you. Good to see you. Sarah, good to see you. God bless you guys. Glad you're on. Lisa, glad you're on. Greg, glad you're on. Christy, glad you're on. Ryan, glad you're on. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. I'll try to, to keep up with as best as I can in between my rants. I live in a perpetual state of rage over what's happening to the United States of America right now. So, but anyway, in between the, in between my rage rants, I will try to say hey to everybody. God bless you guys. I just see you more and more jumping on. I really do appreciate you joining me tonight on this Saturday night at 830, the day before church, at least for some people that aren't under communist control tonight. All right. First story. Some of you have already seen this, but I just had to put this out, put out that the National Guard uh, picture kneeling first, put that on there first because you got the other one queued up right now. Quick as you can. <laughs> okay, we lost it. All right, well, here's the deal with the National Guard. I have a picture. When we find it, we'll put it up if we can, if we can find it. But I have an, a picture. You know, part of the problem that's going on right now, and I've seen numerous pictures like this, is that you have cops in the middle of trying to, there we go. God bless you, brother. Glad, glad you found it. Um, there we have the National Guard. Now, what should the National Guard be doing? The National Guard should be, uh, the second part of their name, guarding. Okay, you don't join in the protest. You don't kneel to your oppressors. Everybody else is standing right there. You have, you have the one guy that's kneeling with them. Everybody else is standing. What on earth is going on that our National Guard is kneeling in the middle of protests? You know, maybe they've been so busy kneeling that they can't guard their own tanks. Get that video ready. Play that. 
People are saying this has nothing to do with the protests, but they, they, the tanks were, did come out at the same time as the protests. So what, in the, what on earth are they doing? Maybe they need to surround their own tanks instead of kneeling. We have to, it's, it literally, it is an absolute twilight zone that we are living in right now. An absolute twilight zone. What on earth are cops doing kneeling with protesters? What on earth is the National Guard doing kneeling with protesters? And here's the thing. Part of this is we just have a, a, a systematic, there's no systematic racism in law enforcement. Where there's a systematic problem is in leadership. This is uh, Jacob Mayor Jacob Fry of the city of Minneapolis. Play that video for me. Esme Murphy spoke with Mayor Jacob Fry today, where the mayor offered some candid insight into why some things happened the way they did. Esme. Well, Amelia, the mayor told us again and again his top priority again, is this justice is the mayor of Minneapolis, George Floyd, where George and that Floyd he will be killed. attending the memorial service for Floyd in downtown Minneapolis on Thursday. The mayor was very open about decisions that were made. Specifically, we asked there him you go. why we didn't That's see good a government control right there, Minneapolis. Minneapolis last nice job, Thursday mayor. And Friday, when the most severe destruction happened. There we go. Where's the he social said, this distancing? This is not the time to point fingers, but he says he asked the, the plague is spreading everywhere. National Guard Wednesday night at 6 p.m. after Chief Arredondo told him 400 officers who were on duty at any Man, one this, time the plague is for going the Minneapolis everywhere. Police Department were not enough to handle the situation. The coronavirus. He also talked about the difficulty decision to Every, abandon the luckily third the protesters precinct, are wearing which was masks. burned to the ground on Thursday the, night. This is great leadership. Look at look at the town. To Here we go. To hold the first pre, third precinct, very likely there would have been hand-to-hand -hand combat, um, likely serious Obviously injuries, the mayor has been following the no haircut rule during, during coronavirus. making a decision between a building and the possibility of death, we decided to evacuate. There you go. The Bring it back to me. Well, there's the leadership for you. That's what you call a principleless coward. Instead of actually doing his job, he chose to abandon a the third police precinct. But that's not just that. Where, where's all the police protection for all the property that's being burned to the ground? Basically, what this mayor did was say, you know what, looters and rioters and arsonists, have your way, do whatever you want. That's what's going on in our cities. There's no systematic racism in law enforcement. There's systematic cowardice in the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party is who's running all of these cities. You know, I put this together. You know, I, I put together this little list here. I'm like, why is there, why exactly is there protests? And let's say, let's name some cities. Philadelphia, uh, Chicago, New York, uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, I mean, why, why exactly are you protesting? Why, and I don't even want to use the word protest because really most of what's going on, people are saying there's a lot of legitimate protests. I, I'm not seeing a lot of legitimate protests coming out on the news. And I'll, and I'll put this out there too. If you're blocking the road uh, peacefully, that's not a peaceful protest. You have to get a permit. To peacefully protest i don't know if anybody remembers this or not because it was a long time ago like three and a half weeks ago where people that were out protesting lockdowns and they didn't have a permit were arrested and they weren't even allowed to get a permit you weren't allowed to protest lockdowns you weren't allowed to protest against your businesses being locked down against having to self-quarantine and all the other different coronatology crapola but people were out protesting that 
And they were being arrested for it. You had mothers being arrested from playgrounds. Pastors being arrested from churches. People being arrested or cited and fined for not staying six feet away from each other. A paddleboarder arrested alone. A surfboarder arrested alone. A mountain biker arrested alone. So why are they protesting in L.A.? Or rioting in L.A.? Why are they rioting in New York and Minneapolis? If you take Minneapolis, for an example, you already have black leadership. You have black leadership. You have uh, liberal policies. You have Democratic, you've had Democratic leadership in Minneapolis for decades. For decades. De- Democratic leadership in New York, decades. New Jersey, decades. Philadelphia, decades. Atlanta, decades. Democratic leadership slash black leadership for decades. So why exactly are you rioting? You're getting exactly what you want. You've had liberal policies. You have draconian drug, uh, gun laws. You're living in a sanctuary city. Isn't that what you want? You have no school choice. You have unfettered abortion. You have no work welfare, no work food stamps. So what, what are you protesting about? There's civilian review boards for all the police, for all the uh, different police agencies. So what are you protesting about exactly? What, what exactly are the protests or the looting or the arsons or the rioting about? You already have what you want. There's already democratic leadership in those cities. There's already black leadership in those cities. Remember Baltimore? I played you the Ben Shapiro video last night when Freddie Gray was killed. He was, oh, well, died. I don't know how he died in the back, in the back of a, of a, of a, of a police van. Remember what was going, and all 15 members in the whole city was burned to the ground, basically? At that time, in 2015, all 15 members of the city council were elected Democrats. Nine were black. There's a black police chief, a black state attorney, a black president. What exactly, what, what are you protesting? And it's a very liberal, Democrat-run city. So what exactly are you protesting? Does anybody ever ask themselves these simple, logical questions about why am I rioting? I'm rioting against the very people that I put in place. I'm rioting against the policies that I wanted. You already have everything you want in those cities, so why are you burning them to the ground? They've already been run by, by Democrats, and they've been run by black Democrats even for decades. So why are you protesting? It's amazing. But that's, what, that's what's missing. That's what's missing in our cities right now. It's a, it's a, you know, the, the plague is Democratic leadership in our cities. That's the plague that's going on right now. But after that, you saw how Minneapolis was on fire. This is out of the Gateway Pundit. Mayor Jacob Fry, that's the goofball that was talking. Now he seeks, after he lets his city be burned to the ground, you couldn't have controlled all those people. Yes, you can. He's got a police department of thousands. They could have deterred all of it. Well, that means that people could have gotten hurt. Well, you know what? If you're trying to burn a building down, uh, is there potential for getting hurt? Yes. You might get tackled to the ground and arrested. Well, you could have another George, George Floyd incident. Those are so rare. Again, I'm going to get into these statistics a little bit later. How many unarmed, unarmed black, men, black men were killed by the police last year? Last year, in all of 2019. Ready? Nine. 
nine all of last year. Seven of those were ruled justified. Two of them, the law enforcement officer was arrested. All of last year. Fact. But now Jacob Fry, after letting his city get burned to the ground, he's seeking $55 million in state and federal aid. It's like I told you about the coronavirus. It's not about the virus. They're all trying to get bailed out. I'm not saying he let his city get burned to the ground so he get bailed out, but he's a coward. He's a non-leader. He lets his city be burned to the ground, and then he seeks the federal government and the state government to bail out his city. $55 million. That's just so far. That was two days ago. From the Gateway Pundit, Texas man threatens far-left protesters with chainsaw. Here's the funniest thing. I'm going to try not to talk over this very much so you can hear the people cry out. Now listen, with every video that I show tonight, some of, the, some of these videos have profanity in them. So if you have little kids around that you don't want to hear the profanity, I apologize for the profanity, but I can't, we can't mute it out. It's just not possible. So without, and, and you mute out everything. You can keep mute it all or mute none of it. So... The text, this, what, what I want you to hear in this is that you have this guy threatening people with a chainsaw because he's defending his own shop from looters, and then they call the police for protection. Remember, why are they out there, why are they out protesting or looting or rioting to begin with is against the police, right? But then when they get threatened by a chainsaw, look what happens. No, bring it back to me. Did you hear that? Because he used some racial epitaphs after that. Right there, he, he go, he go, you hear the girl call, call 911. What, you mean the, the racist? You want the racist to show up? The systemic racism in law enforcement? That's who you want to come to your call? That's who you want to come to your aid now? Those that you're protesting against? Remember that happened in Dallas just a few years ago, right? You had five, five Dallas PD officers murdered by a black man while they were out providing security for a black, black Lives Matter protest. We are living in the twilight zone. CNN, this is, this is unbelievable. CNN had a commentator come on who actually says, get that video ready, who actually says that white kids don't deserve innocence. White kids don't deserve innocence. We, we are absolutely living in an era that I have never seen before. We got that video close? Right, you can load it. Hit it. I think that the important thing for white parents to keep in the front of our mind is that if black children in this country are not allowed innocence and childhood without fear of being killed by police or marginalized in some other way, then our children don't deserve innocence. If Tamir Rice can be shot dead in a public park, playing with a toy gun, something white children do all over this country every day without the same fear of being shot. If Tamir Rice can be killed, then white children need to be told at least at the same age. If they can't be innocent, we don't get to be innocent. And if we would keep that in the front right, of our minds, then perhaps we would be able to... Everybody heard that, right? So name all of the black children being gunned down by the police. Ready? Go. See, I mean, you've got to have facts. I mean, now I guess all protests and all anger doesn't, it can be devoid of facts. You, have, you need to have no justification for what you're mad about. Everybody's mad. Okay, they're saying, well, I'm mad about George Floyd. That's not what the protests are about. 
The protests are about Hollywood saying it, all the Democratic Party saying it, many Democratic Party officials are saying that, even conservatives are saying that, that there is systemic racism in law enforcement. Well, where's the numbers? If you're going to be mad, then have the numbers in place, right? Have the numbers in place. So he just said, if a black child cannot be free, cannot be free of fear that they're going to be gunned down or killed by law enforcement, Again, right here, cop for 25 years. I was never tempted to kill a child, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, of any kind. And by the way, and all the other cops that I was around, and I was around hundreds of cops throughout my career, none of them had any interest in gunning down black people either. None. None of the black cops wanted to gun down black, black men and women. None of the white cops wanted to gun down black men and women. None of the Hispanic cops I was around wanted to gun down black men or women or children or anybody else. So where are your stats? If you're going to be this mad, nothing justifies blowing up a building or, or beating up people or, or bouncing a rock off a guy's skull. Nothing justifies that. That's all criminal activity. And all those people that are filming themselves are idiots anyway and will probably get arrested. I hope they all do. But if you're going to be angry, then tell, give me your numbers. Where are your numbers? Where are your principles? You, you should have blame Joe Biden for me. It's over fiction. We choose truth over facts. And so- I may play that video 500 times every show. It may happen. See, that's the problem. There's the problem with the Democratic Party. You're like, Tom, the Republican, listen, I don't, I'm not, I vote Republican, obviously. I'm voting for Donald Trump in November. Sometimes it's a, it's a lesser of two evils thing. Sometimes it's the, the uh, two heads of the same snake sort of deal. But you don't hear that from, you don't hear that coming from the right. Uh, we're, we're choosing truth over facts. No, your, your truth should be factual data. And everybody's mad about something that doesn't exist. All these protests are about George Floyd. No, they're not. You never even knew George Floyd. There's not a bunch of those incidences. When was the last one? Name the last incident like George Floyd. The killing that was done by the, the, the you had the black male um, up in, I think it was Georgia. And the two, guys, two white guys that ran him down. And the black male ended up getting shot by that. And that's, uh, that, listen, everybody's being charged and arrested and investigated and everything with that. And it should be. I don't know who's right or wrong in that. It, I'm leaning towards siding with the, with the black male in that. From the data that I've seen, it seems like an unjustified shooting. So that was the last one. That's not the police. Those two guys aren't the police. So remember what these protests are about. Are, so you'll hear Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and Joe Biden and all the rest of them you know, saying that we have systemic racism in law enforcement, basically white cops hunting down black men. It just is not true. The facts are not there. They're just not there. I'll read you some of these as we go through this stuff tonight. A police officer is 18.5%. 18.5 times more like eight. That's, that's a big difference. 18.5 times more likely to be killed by a black man than an unarmed black man is to be killed by police. 18.5 times more likely. Like I told you earlier, nine black suspects were killed. Unarmed black suspects were killed by law enforcement all of last year, all of last year. 19 unarmed whites 
were killed by law enforcement last year. Where are the riots then? I'm never tempted to riot when an unarmed white man is killed. 19, 9 versus 19. Well, they'll say, people will always say, well, whites make up a significant higher portion of the population. That's correct. White people make up about 60% of the population. African-Americans make up about 13% of the population. But does everybody see the numbers? 19, 19 versus 9. It's, it's still, it still does not add up to being angry. 50 cops were shot and killed last year. 50 cops were shot and killed last year. 1,000 people were killed by the police just about every year. Over the last five to eight years, it's been about 1,000 people have been killed by the cops. 60% are white that are killed by the cops. 25% are black. And people say, well, they only make up 13% of the population, so that's disproportionate. Incorrect, because they commit 40% of violent crime. So they're going to have way more interactions with law enforcement. It's the way that it is. 7,400 black homicide victims last year. 70, not last year, 2018. Last year's stats aren't all completely out yet. 7,400 black homicide victims in 2018. One, that's one half of the nation's total. So we had about 16,000. Just under 16,000 homicide victims in the United States. Half of those are African American. 93% of African-American victims were killed by other African-Americans. 93%. 2.7 were killed by the police. 2.7. Where's all the protest on the 93? 93 versus 2. And that's not unarmed suspects. That means most, most every encounter, there was about 250 black victims of shootings by law enforcement in 2018. There's a single digits to low double digits are, is when the suspect was unarmed. That 2% is all of those. 2% are killed by law enforcement. But the insanity just keeps going. And you know, the, here's the thing. All the white people, if you're not a racist, stop apologizing for being a racist if you're apologizing that makes me actually think that you are one look at this video from a reddit from the from a reddit board member it's incredible 15 years ago i co-founded reddit as a place for people to find co-founder not just board member. sense of belonging it is long overdue to do the right thing i'm doing this for me for my family and for my country I'm saying this as a father who needs to be able to answer his black daughter when she asks, what did you do? So I have resigned as a member of the Reddit board. I have urged them to fill my seat with a black candidate. And I will use future gains on my Reddit stock to serve the black community. All right, back to me. Chief. Really, well, you know what that is, is racism. I mean, I'm, a, I'm resigning and I'm asking them to only hire somebody who's of a specific race. So that, that's, uh, Tom, you're exclaiming your white privilege. You're oozing out your right, white privilege. No, I'm just saying there shouldn't be any privilege. What, what about Hispanic? Anybody who watches that who's Hispanic can say, what about us? Anybody white can say, what about us? Anybody Asian can say, what about us? 
Anybody who's American Indian can say, what about us? Any race you want to name. So that's all that is, is racism. I wonder, you know, he says, obviously, as a black child. So it's obvious he's not a racist. So what on earth is he doing? And, and how, is, uh, how is that going to be some sort of, of monumental moment, a monumental stand that he's taken? How does that help systemic racism in law enforcement? How does it help alleged systemic racism anywhere? Systemic racism in law enforcement is a lie. We are living in the twilight zone. We've gone from the corona zone into the twilight zone, which also includes the corona zone. 2017, this is from the Gateway Pundit, several hundred cops, we're going to focus on Mayor Bill de Blasio for a moment here. Several hundred cops turned their backs in protest on Mayor, Bill de, on Mayor de Blasio as he delivered a, a eulogy for a slain NYPD officer. During the presidential debates in 2019, de Blasio attacked the NYPD again and accused police officers of racism. But de Blasio does appreciate the NYPD for one thing. The New York City mayor had the police help his daughter move into the city. Play the video for me. Welcome back. We have some quick headlines for you now. Four 2020 Democrats will speak to America's largest Latino advocacy organization today. Former Anders Kamala Harris and Anders Kamala Harris and Amy Klobuchar will also hold question and answer sessions at a conference in San Diego. And New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio reportedly ordered his NYPD security detail to help his daughter move. Sources tell the New York Daily News the officers used city vehicles to do it. His daughter was moving from an apartment in Brooklyn to the mayor's mansion last year. Ainsley. Okay. Oh, here we go. Just back to me. Awesome. Democratic leadership. You know, that was obviously before all of this. But this is the man that's been in control of, the, of basically his city being on fire. Listen to what, you know, you would think that they'd be staunch allies since they both are, are, are bound by their baby butchering ways. De Blasio and Cuomo. But listen to what Cuomo said about de Blasio. And he can do it with the NYPD. First, uh, the NYPD and the mayor did not do their job last night. There you I go. That. That's actually the truth. Uh, second, you have 38,000 NYPD people. 38,000. It is the largest police department On the in planet. the United States of America use 38,000 people and protect property. Use the police, protect property and people. Look at the videos. It was a disgrace. Finally, a I moment of it. truth from Andrew uh, Cuomo. I believe the mayor underestimates the scope of the problem. I think he under, underestimates the duration right, back to of me. the problem. He may have under he didn't. In my opinion, he didn't underestimate anything. He's a coward. He was afraid to do what needed to be done because there's political consequences. If he did what needed to be done and protected people's lives and properties and their their means of making a living, their whole city shut down anyway. 
and their very means of ever even being able to have a chance at reestablishing their lives, if he had been out and used his 38,000 law enforcement officers to protect people's lives and properties and their ways of making a living, all these people would have a chance to recover their lives. All these people who, who aren't even, maybe weren't even shut down, who now have no business at all. A lot of these people can't even afford the insurance. Their business is gone. It's gone. If they, if they burn your business to the ground, it's gone. And de Blasio, for a lot of people, did nothing. Listen, I mean, that's Cuomo. They're twins. They're attached at the hip. They agree on everything. Even Cuomo, who never has a moment of clarity or truth in his life ever, actually tripped upon a true statement for once in his life. Bill de Blasio allowed his own city to be torched when he has a 38,000 member army that he could have deployed. And what did he do? He did nothing. Even by his own liberal comrade's uh, opinion, he did nothing. These are the people who are in charge of these cities who have given the protesters everything they want. Remember more appeasement? That's, that, that's the way everybody approaches these things. Appease, appease, appease. No, you take a stand. You actually take a stand. You take risks and you actually defend people's property. That's what you're supposed to be doing. But there might be political consequences. Look at the, look at again, look at the mayor of Minneapolis. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to uh, risk anything by having, you know, People stand their ground and protect their police precinct. That's what you have to do. You know, today is the day of the Normandy invasion, right? Today is that day. Nobody's talking about it because everybody's too concerned about uh, systemic police racism. Nobody's talking about that. But what if those guys had thought like that? We can't take any risks. Can't read. Same thing with coronatology. Can't take any risks, right? So there is actually, there is a 0.1% chance of dying from it after you catch it, but we can't take any risks. Lock down a $20 trillion economy. Can't take any risks, right? Hit Joey again. It's over fiction. We choose truth over facts. And so folks. So folks. Listen to this one. Give me all my Governor Whitmer stuff ready. Whitmer uh, still has her state in lockdown. I don't know if you know that or not. People are thinking everything's open. It's not. It's opening. Glad it's opening. And I want to put out some good news. There's 2.1 million new jobs have just come out. That is good news. I'm always reporting the bad. you got to report the good, uh, report the good too. You know, but you have to balance it because 2.1 million new jobs came out this month. But last week, one, there was 1 1.8 million unemployment filings. So it's only a 700,000 net gain. But hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. But it's still all garbage. There's no reason why every single store, every single church, every single ball game, anything you want to name, it all should be going right now. What's the reason? Well, you could catch Corona. Well, what happens if you do catch Corona? Name what you would remember. If you're going to be upset or fearful about anything, know the facts. So what happens if you catch Corona today? If you have no pre-existing conditions, you have a 0.1, 0.1% 
percent chance of dying of it. Point one, one tenth of one percent. Tom, you talk about it all the time. You, I've got to dispel the lie. There's three lies going on. Systemic racism in law enforcement, the riots are about George Floyd, and the coronavirus is a deadly plague. All three are lies. Bold-faced lies. Nobody should abide or submit to lies. All those National Guard uh, troops, all the police officers, all the Christians kneeling at the feet of protesters and black people. Nobody should kneel to any man. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, any nationality. No man kneels to another man. You kneel to Jesus only. He's God. He's Yahweh. He's the Holy Spirit. Three in one. That's who you kneel to. You don't kneel to another man. You especially don't kneel and ask for forgiveness for things you never did. If you've been a racist your whole life and you want to confess it, go confess to God, get your life right with Jesus, and move on an abundant life in Christ. You don't need to go up to a man and confess your sins. People are like, what about James 5.16? Confess your faults. It says confess your faults one to another, not your sins. That's going to people in counseling say I'm struggling with something. You don't go and confess your sins to a man. You don't go and confess sins you didn't commit. Right, Governor Whitmer, again from the Gateway Pundit, Still has the state in lockdown and businesses shut down while she goes out and marches with Black Lives Matter protesters. Here's video one. To those of you who have taken to the street, what's up with the posture? Protest, the inequities she's like a bird that's perched on a on some sort of tree branch staring down at you. I am asking that for tonight. You go home, you go and, home you stay safe. and be safe. Let's find a peaceful I'll come over place and I'll tuck you in and go night night. Please stay home tonight. Please stay peaceful home. I'm not going to, but I'm a hypocrite. And they should continue. Well, you stay home. To further the Just like my husband and went and rented a, sure that we make tried to get his boat taken off the dock earlier than everybody else. That we desperately need. And I'll continue to work with you as we fight institutional racism together. Institutional but racism. Tonight, I hope that you will please go home and stay safe. All right, so if there's institutional racism, she's the governor, there must be racism in Michigan, right? There must be racism in the state house in Michigan. She's a complete hypocrite, by the way. I, I need to do a complete expose on this story. It was what I was talking about with her husband. Her husband goes, you're not supposed to be traveling in the state of Michigan. But her husband goes up to the, north, to the UP, the upper part of, upper part of Michigan, and ask that his boat be, you know, you have to get, they, they store their boats, and then you have to have that, that service come and take your boat down and put it in the water. And he asked to jump the line because he was the uh, governor's husband. Well, it wasn't but like two days before that that the boat was outlawed for being used. You were allowed to use canoes and sailboats, but not jet skis and motorboats, according to the governor's dictates. Here's what, she, here's what she's really doing. Play the, play the next one. Hands up, don't shoot. Never happened. Never happened. Never happened. Never happened. There's the mayor right there with the blue coat on. I mean, the uh, governor with the blue coat on. Now, you're not allowed to open your business. You're not allowed to go to church. 
But you can go in there. And look, I mean, put that picture up. I'll use that while I'm talking. Okay. Oh, the humanity. If you believe the way that she believes, look at all those people. I don't see six feet between her and everybody else. I don't see six feet anywhere. I'll put the next one up. That's a good, even a better one. Here you go. Now I want the man in the tiger's jersey arrested. The pastor in the red shirt arrested. According to her dictates, they're breaking the law. They're out. They have no mask on. You In the state of Michigan, you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. They're not social distance. Did they get a permit for this? She, she was the one that was complaining about all the protests in the Capitol herself. So all of these people, I guess, need, she needs to arrest herself. She needs to go to the, to the police department, have them fill out a probable cause affidavit, and arrest herself. Because she's violating her own rules. She's out doing all of those things herself. I'll just read a couple of her, of her dictates. This is going on. Operation Haircut Defense Fund is a GoFundMe set up to help single mothers find $1,000 each for cutting hair in Michigan under orders of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Governor Whitmer begs Michiganders not to travel to their summer home. Then her cars are seen parked outside her summer home. Gretchen Whitmer called GOP leaders in Michigan saying husbands, it's that boat thing, boat gate scandal was fake news. Then later admitted it was true and she was lying. This is Whitmer. Remember the video? I don't want to show it again because everybody's seen it. The, the, the black man that was beating the white man inside of the nursing home. Do you know how that happened? Well, let me read it to you. This is Whitmer from the Gateway Pundit. Black man seen beating elderly senior in the face was a patient sent to the nursing home with coronavirus. Did everybody know that? A lot of people think that that was some sort of nursing home employee. It was not. He was a coronavirus patient sent to the nursing home a la uh, Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo and Whitmer have basically the same policy, which was to send coronavirus patients into nursing homes. That black man beating the elderly white man was a coronavirus patient sent into that nursing home by Governor Gretchy Whitmer. Fact. So here's where they're at. Here's where the state of Michigan's at right now. While she's out doing whatever she pleads, oh, she's got a mask on. Yet even Fauci says masks are useless now. If you're wearing a mask, let me just put this out here so I get all the offenses uh, you know, just out in front and done for the night. Yeah, like, sure, we're going to be done right now. If you're wearing a mask, you, ha- you, you have two choices. You're either galactically uninformed or willfully ignorant, which means stupid. There's, it does not, basically 0% of the time does anybody get infected outside by coronavirus. And you're out there wearing a mask for what? Name the reason. Again, if you caught coronavirus, you have a 0.1% chance of dying of it. And by the way, again, and I know I say this all the time, that's the average. For most people, you have a 0.0% chance of dying of coronavirus. And we have to, you know, like Tom, you say this stuff all the time. We have to dispense the lie. We have to dispel the myth. Coronavirus is a deadly plague. No, it's not. It's the same as the flu. Flu numbers have gone way down. I wonder why. Because they're, because they're being credited to coronavirus. Back to Gretchy Whitmer. 
Here's where this is the current state in Michigan. Travel outside home. This is their current lockdown. For travel outside home only for essential needs and work, but she can go out and protest, do whatever she wants. Gatherings, ready now. Public and private gatherings are prohibited. And where was she? Out there protesting with thousands of people, face to face, lock, lock in arms, two inches from each other. There she is. Her, her laws, her decrees, her executive orders, which are enforceable by the police, allegedly. They're not really, if you believe the Constitution. Gatherings in the state of Michigan, public and private gatherings are prohibited with religious and other limited exceptions. Businesses, non-essential businesses are limited to minimum operations. There was thousands and thousands of people on the street for Gretchen. She can do whatever she wants. While everybody else, how are they supposed to, how are they supposed to feed their kids? How are they supposed to pay their mortgages or rent? She doesn't care. She's a Democrat. Well, therefore, the people know they're not. They're, they're responsible for a million plus murders inside the womb every year. How in the world do they care about human life? They don't care. When does socialism ever work? That's what she is. She's vying to be this man's vice presidential candidate. Play the video. Joe Biden. It's over fiction. We choose truth over facts. She is actively, back to me, she is actively trying, she's interviewing with him to become his running mate. She's trying to show the world how Democratic Party socialist she is. What a draconian tyrant she really is. Quarantines in the state of Michigan. There's no statewide quarantine right now. Bars and restaurants, dine out only. Dine out only. But she can go out there with thousands of people. She can go out there with thousands of people, be within two inches of everybody. But for restaurants, trying to make a living, Dine out only as she auditions to be the vice presidential candidate for the galactic clown, Joe Biden. Beaches and parks, state parks are open. Hey, there you go. But campgrounds, overnight lodging facilities, and shelters are closed. But then she can be out there with thousands and thousands of people. Here's the thing. Governor Gretchen Whitmer on Friday extended her stay-at-home order past its scheduled May 28 expiration to, this was you know a couple weeks ago, June 12th, it's still, all this is still in effect, and there she is. Do as I say, not as I do. You know, we're going to haul off First Amendment protesters, people protesting lockdowns, people who simply want their businesses to be open. They're going to, they're going to lock up. They're going to jail. But if you're, a de- if you're doing it for Democratic Party reasons, you can do whatever you want in the state of Michigan. Whatever you go right now, do it. Let's let, we we should organize a pro life rally, and see what happens. Whole lot more people have been killed under being sucked out piece by bloody piece out of a woman's womb every year than there ever has been uh, unarmed black suspects being killed by police. Way way more. The number one cause of death in the black community is abortion. You think these? You, let's, let me just talk to my. African-American brothers and sisters out there, you really still believe in Democratic politicians? Margaret Sanger, who started Planned Parenthood, wanted to exterminate the entire black population? And Hillary Clinton says she's, she admires her? That's this, and, and Gretchen Whitmer's in lockstep with that. She's fine with you being killed in the womb. This is who you trust in? No, thank you. 
She extended her lockdown order until June 12th, adding that public venues such as theaters, gyms, and casinos would remain closed. Why are they closed? Why would a casino need to be closed? Why would a gym need to be closed if you're allowed to be out smashed together by the thousands out on the street? Why do these need to be closed? See, again, if you're going to be mad, have some logic. See, I'm mad. I have logic. I have reasons to be mad. She said, while coronavirus cases and deaths are clearly declining, we are not out of the woods yet. If we're going to lower the chance of a second wave and continue to protect our neighbors, is she paying attention to overseas? Let me, uh, let me sum up Italy's second wave for you. Uh, nothing. Let me, let me sum up Spain's. Uh, nothing. How about Florida's? Nothing. Georgia? Nothing. Where's the second wave? If anything, she's starting a second wave by being out there protesting with thousands of people lockstep arm in arm. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer extended the state stay-at-home order through June 12th. Masks and face coverings are required in 14 states right now. One of them, of course, is Michigan. Yeah, play, put that photo up. That's good. There she is. Well, there's two people that don't have it. Maybe the one, maybe even the guy right next to her doesn't have it. They look, I mean, you couldn't be any dumber looking than wearing a mask outside and protesting over something that doesn't exist. Remember the three lies. Now I'm going to jump topics real quick. Everybody remember hydroxychloroquine? And everybody said that, you know, not everybody, but lots of people came out, namely Anthony Fauci came out and said that it was not a viable option for coronavirus treatment. Remember all that? Well, there is a problem. Play the video. It's published a study claiming that hydroxychloroquine not only didn't work against COVID, but was dangerous. One problem, it was all fake. Real scientists combed through the data and forced the journal to retract it. Three countries uh, prohibited the use of HCQ for COVID based on this Lancet study, Belgium, France, and Italy. Dr. Fauci himself basically the, declared the drug a lost cause. Clearly, the, the scientific data is, is really quite evident now about the lack of efficacy for it and even the possibility that there could be adverse events, particularly with regard to cardiovascular and the arrhythmias that may be associated with it. And yet a deafening silence from Dr. Fauci today. Right, the silent to speaking volume. So on the show, I don't want to share the whole thing. It's like seven minutes long, but she said she had another doctor on there by the name of Stephen Smith. And he said COVID-19 patients died because of bogus Lancet study that disparaged hydroxychloroquine. Dr. Smith revealed in April that in his treatment of coronavirus victims, listen closely to this now, and I'm getting somewhere with this, so don't get bored and go off. Listen, Dr. Smith, you need to understand what a conspiracy this whole thing. Oh, conspiracy theory. Is anybody, are you, you need to be starting to believe some of these things. Dr. Smith revealed in April that in his treatment of coronavirus victims, he has not seen a single patient under the age of 70 who, has not, who, who was not diabetic, pre-diabetic, or obese. Dr. Stephen Smith then pointed out that not a single coronavirus patient under his care, remember now, Dr. Smith revealed in April that in his treatment of coronavirus victims, he has not seen a single patient under the age of 70, everybody's over 70, who was not diabetic, 
and is diabetic or pre-diabetic or 70. So all of his patients were 70 and above, pre-diabetic, diabetic, or obese. All of them. That's who his patients were. Dr. Smith then pointed out that not one, not, not a single coronavirus patient under his care who was on the hydroxychloroquine regimen needed to be intubated. So all of his patients recovered using hydroxychloroquine. So you're like, Tom, what is your point with all this? The point is that hydroxychloroquine was suppressed for a reason. Who was suppressing it? Not doctors. You're like, some some doctors believed reports coming from The Lancet, which is a medical journal which came out and admitted that they're, that, I'll read it to you. But this week, the Lancet apologized for putting up the study after it was revealed to be a complete fraud. So you had people dying from COVID-19 that hydroxychloroquine would have saved them. Who knows how many? You had the Fouch over there saying that it was not, it had no efficacy, which means it had no proof of being useful. No proof of being a cure. It's all a lie. They all sh- listen. Intubation is not how you treat somebody with COVID nineteen. It kills them. Did anybody see the video with the nurse or the nurses? Intubating a COVID nineteen patient kills them. Give them hydroxychloroquine. It works ninety one percent of the time. Fact. Remember these things. Bill Gates gives hundreds of millions of dollars to the NIH, National Institute of Health. Who works for the National Institute of Health? Anthony Fauci, who is on the Bill and Melinda Gates vaccine board. He doesn't want hydroxychloroquine to work. Why? Because it's 50 cents a dose. You can't get a patent on it. It's patent expired 50 years ago. So there's no money to be made for the Fouch. No money to be made for Billy and Melindy. Gates donates to the Chinese Academy of Sciences, which runs the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where this all began, despite what they tell you. If it began in Wuhan, what are the odds? I mean, I want you to think about it. Oh, that you have the globe. What are the odds of this pandemic beginning in Wuhan which has the largest virus storage facility on the planet the Wuhan Institute of Virology where they do gain of function research on coronaviruses which means once again that they make the virus transmissible to humans inject it into mice or dogs and create vaccines that's fact and lo and behold it starts right there in Wuhan, what are the odds? Why not Kentucky? Why not California? Why not Japan? Why not Russia? Why not Ukraine? Why not the UK? Why not North Carolina? Why not Florida? Well, Wuhan's where, well, because that's where Gates' money goes. He not only, he donates to the, Academy, the, the, the Chinese Academy of Sciences, which is over the Wuhan Institute of Virology, he donates to both. Direct, you think it'd be good enough just to donate to the to the one outfit that's over the other outfit. No, he donates to both. He's also the single largest contributor to the World Health Organization. Bill Gates is. 
And they're doing gain-of-function research there. And neither one of them runs to a microphone. And Bill Gates, in, in, in 2019, one month before the outbreak of coronavirus, predicted on, on Netflix an outbreak of a wet market virus. And you're wondering why Fauci, who's on his board, says hydroxychloroquine is useless? When no doctor who's actually in the field using it says that? None of them? Because they're both in it for the money. Uh, Conspiracies, Tom. Really? You really think that? You have Fauci on his board. You really think that? People couldn't be that evil. Oh, yes, they can. Gates owns a coronavirus vaccine, at least one, and he's put in for numerous coronavirus patents. Fact! These are all facts. That's why it was suppressed. He's giving hundreds of millions of dollars to the NIH. Robert Redfield with the CDC. They're all tied in together. They're all buddies. You better start believing some of this stuff because you know what? You know how many Americans could have been saved using hydroxychloroquine? Who knows? Thousands? Thousands? But these guys want the money. That's what it's about. No, Tom, it's conspiracy theory. Really? Really? The love of money is the root of what? The love of money. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. The love of money is the root of what? All evil. Which while some coveted after, they've erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. That's the full verse. Here's an interesting thing, interesting piece out of PJ Media from today. Eric Garcetti, another beauty, as Trump would say it. You can throw that picture up. We'll just start with that. There you go. I just want you to see who it is. There, once again, kneeling before men. Back to me. Garcetti, Eric Garcetti said that his own police are killers. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti pulled in front of black leaders Thursday at the first AME church. Seated behind Garcetti was Police Chief Michael Moore, and sitting next to Garcetti was L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva. Garcetti Garcetti discussed his defunding the police. Now, that's our next subject, defunding the police. There's another brilliant idea, right? Defund the police, defund the police. I'm really stupid, so I say defund the police. Garcetti discussed his defunding the police plan of reducing the police funding by reducing police funding by $150 million and moving another $100 million from other city budgetary priorities to hand over to the mobs for special placative programs, placating them. Towards the end of the short speech, Garcetti outlined eight ways L.A. has already changed up the way cops operate. He lobbed bombs against President Trump, calling him a political pyromaniac, He repeated provable lies about the park police using tear gas to clear a path so that Trump could get a photo op with a Bible, a shot that was met with nods of approval. He's at this church. He says, I've gotten calls from all over the country from mayors who say I'm so excited to so excited to others saying that the H.E. double toothpicks did. Did you do? I don't even get what that means. Now I've got to shift money. That's exactly the point. It starts someplace, and we say we are going to be 
who we want to be or we are going to continue to be the killers that we are. So he calls his own police force killers. Put up the next picture. There he is. See the guy back there with the black sun? Where's his mask? They're all going to die. Remember now, L.A. is still under lockdown too. You're only allowed to do limited things there. You got Gavin Newsom in charge of the state. You got this guy right here, Garcetti, in charge of the largest city in the state, Eric Garcetti right here. There he is. There is the courageous leadership coming out of L.A. He wants to defund his police department. He just called them all killers. He calls his police department killers. So let's ask, when when was the last incident in L.A.? When was it? When was the last time these killers killed somebody unjustifiably so? When was the last time a white officer or black officer killed an unarmed black man? Name it. Where? Because we know there was nine total in all of last year. Total. So how many were there in L.A.? You're so steamed. You're so mad. You can put up that next picture. Here we go. I'm dumb. Defend, defund the police. I'm dumb. Defund the police. That should be their chant. You can come back to me. Other cities are discussing it. You got LA discussing defunding the police. You got Minneapolis discussing it. You have New York discussing it. You know what I would say is, you know what? Go ahead. Defund it. Defund the police. If that's, I mean, if that's what you want to have, no police department, as far as I'm concerned, if that's what everybody wants, there needs to be a vote on it. And I can tell you that if you are against defunding the police, I'd move the heck out of that city. Here's another one. Here's Susan Sarandon advocating to defund the police. Numerous other celebrities are advocating to have no police. You know, here's the thing with that. The very first thing, because you have politicians, I got a list of them too. Where are they? Ocasio-Cortez backs defund the police movement. Ilhan Omar, of course, she says it's time to disband the Minneapolis Police Department. Rashida Tlaib promotes defund police petition. So there you go. So the very first thing that needs to happen, the start of defunding the police would be for all the armed security for celebrities. All the now you're like, well, they hire their own armed security. No, listen, at many, many celebrity events, obviously many, 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 if not really all political events, there's armed police officers there. So Let's start there. Now, first thing, Hillary, Hillary Clinton, who has Secret Service protection, she needs to renounce that because Secret Service are the police. There's the National Police Force, but they are the, she needs to renounce that. All of the celebrities, when they have their Oscars, now no more LAPD there to protect you. No more California Highway Patrol there to protect you. No more hiring. I used to work these details all the time. Remember, right here, cop, 25 years. 1992 to halfway through 2017, 25 years in a day, I was a cop. I worked many, 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 many security details. I worked a security detail for Michelle Obama coming into Sarasota. Those are all gone now, right? Defund the police. Remember, defund the police because I'm stupid. Defund the police because I'm ignorant. If that's what you believe, the first thing that needs to go is armed security for politicians and celebrities. But when you're a socialist, what's good for me is not good for you. You know, you got you have Oprah out there so advocating for socialized medicine, probably for now defending defunding the police. 
Well, I'm assuming that she's going to line up then at the, uh, you know, the ER like everybody else or the, the community clinic with everybody else. She's not going to go to Senior Sinai anymore, right? Yeah. Right. The very first people that no longer get armed security are all the politicians and celebs that are saying to fund the police. Live it. Actually live your convictions, you morons. Just a fun little side note. CNN's Cooper, I forgot his first name, Anderson Cooper, praises protesters for risking getting COVID-19 to redeem America. Wow. I mean, how it's amazing that you can be that galactically stupid. But back to defunding the police. Let me ask you this now. Again, just trying to give you a little bona fides. Been responsible for putting a lot of people in jail. Been involved in many violent incidents. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to the police. So if in Minneapolis, let's say, they decide to defund the police and have some the community patrols. All right. Community patrols. Who's going to run the jail? And what kind of agreement would you have with the jail? If you're going to have community patrols that go out there and de-escalate, that's everyone's saying, we need to learn to de-escalate situations. Well, listen, there's people that don't want to be de-escalated. You've never worked a police call in your life, those who say that stuff. Have you? Mayor of Minneapolis, you ever worked a police call in your life? Chucky e. Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ocasio-Cortez, Anderson Cooper. You ever worked a police call in your life and you think everybody can be de-escalated? Try it sometime. It doesn't always work as you're getting punched in the face, idiots. So who's going who's gonna to run the jail? Who's, what kind of agreement are these citizen patrols going to have with the jail? How are you going to bake rack people? What's bake rack mean? 72 hours of forced psychiatric care for a schizophrenic who's on the street pressing a knife to his neck. What are you going to do? Community patrol? Name it, please. All right, what are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with the Marchman Acts? What's the Marchman Act? That's, these are, some of these are Florida terms, but they're universal in meaning, not name. Marchman Act is when somebody's so intoxicated they can't tell you where they live or who they're related to, so you have to go take them to the jail for eight hours until they sober up so they can tell you where they live. Who's going to handle that? The community patrol? What are they? What is this community patrol, these de-escalation experts, going to do with that? What are you going to do with the schizophrenic guy who's got a knife to his neck? You're going to go up there with your lack of training? What are you going to have, like a little uh, baseball bat, go up there and, and, and try to control this guy? Who's going to serve uh, protective injunctions? Domestic violence, who's going to serve those? Can you, can you name that, please? I'm just curious. Defunders out there, who's going to serve your domestic violence injunctions? Who's going to serve court documents like subpoenas and child protective orders, child custody orders? Who's going to serve that? Your community patrol that have no training? No, no, the, the, these community patrol people, are they going to be child molesters? Do they used to... Be, do they used to uh, commit convenience store robberies and now they're the community patrol they got background checks for these community patrols you have no police hey susan sarandon what are you going to do name it please celebrities all the celebrities out there when you defund the police and you you bailed out all the rioters you send in all those hundreds of thousands of dollars to bail out the rioters who go go back out and burn down the auto zone so what do you do now community patrol who's going to serve evictions Who's going who's gonna to serve arrest warrants? 
What are you going to do with speeding? Are you going to have people running after cars? Halt! I'm de-escalating! Halt in the name of community organizing! Idiots. What are you going to do with theft? What are you going to do with burglary? What are you going to do with rape? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with investigations? How are you going to investigate crimes? What are you going to get a murderer and you have your community patrol? You got some 68-year-old grandmother who spent her whole life raising kids. Now, what's she going to do, a rape investigation? Who's going to do evidence uh, preservation? Where are you going to store all the stolen property and recovered property, evidentiary property? Where is it going to happen at? It's so stupid. Again, if you're going to say something, have some cognitive thought first. Actually, maybe follow Ecclesiastes 5.2. Let your words be few. Defund the police, you idiots. Tommy, you can't say that. You're a pastor of a church. Again, Jesus called people sons of hell. I think idiots is softer. Anderson Cooper, remember what the lovely statement that he made? I just have to get out his whole statement. Praises protesters for risking getting COVID-19 to uh, redeem America. Then he scolds the White House for not social distancing reporters' chairs. I, what, I, I mean, that's just a galactically stupid human being. Tommy, you're never going to win them to the Lord doing that. Listen, the only way to win some people to the Lord is to go ahead and call them what they are. That's what Jesus did. Remember, Jesus made a whip of cords and drove them all out of the temple. John chapter 2, verse 15. Remember that? Play me, play me Joe, again. Science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. There you go. There's the representation of Anderson Cooper, Rashida Tlaib, Ocasio-Cortez, Susan Sarandon, and all the rest of the fools advocating to defund the police. Here's another one. Five Democratic senators knelt during a moment of silence for George Floyd. What are you kneeling for? Are you, are you confessing? Are you confessing? I am a racist. Is that what you're doing? Is it, why are you kneeling? Explain to me exactly why it is that you're kneeling. This is Senators Tim Kaine, Sherrod Brown, Chris Von Holland, Martin Henrick, and Michael Bennett. They knelt in a George Floyd tribute. You can bring it back to me. What are you saying? I'm a racist? Is that what you're saying? I'm going to read you this. I think this will be our last story. How's everybody doing out there? Hey, Hope, I see you on there. Brandon, I see you on there. Charles, I see you out there. Roy, I see you on there, man. May, I see you on there. Jaya, I see you. If I pronounce your name wrong, I love you guys. Please forgive me. Shirley, Lynn, Travis, God bless you guys for coming on. Joe, Wayne, Barb, I see you on there. God bless you. Talia, I see you on there. God bless you. Rita, I got Rena and then Rena. God bless you guys. Thank you for, thank you for coming on. Uh, this is my last one. Last story of the night. I wanted to go one hour. We're at an hour and nine minutes, so we'll finish right here. A lot of people are always telling me the greatness of Drew Brees. Not true. Sorry. I hear, you know, he's a Christian. He's this and that. I'm not going to judge his Christianity necessarily, but I can tell you he's not a strong man. Drew Brees, Caves, is from the Daily Wire two days ago. Caves asked for forgiveness. He's issued two more apologies since. Asked for forgiveness for saying Americans should respect the flag. I would like to apologize, quote, to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, the black community, NFL community, and anyone I hurt with my comments saying that you won't kneel to the flag? I mean, you won't kneel during the national anthem? 
That's what you're apologizing for? Because people construe that as being racist? Just like if you say all lives matter now, Ashton Kutcher's boo-hooing on YouTube about that. If you say all lives matter, you're a racist. You know what? You guys can go take that and shove it straight up your caboose. I'll say whatever I want. All lives matter. All lives matter. There you go. I don't have a racist bone in my body. All lives matter. George Floyd was unjustifiably killed. Everybody involved has been arrested and charged. His family will win millions of dollars. It does not make up for the fact that he was killed. But Drew, you're not a racist. Why are you apologizing? You coward. Stand up for what you said. What you said was true. In speaking with some of you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused. Play the video. It's, I want to blow cookies. I know there's not much that I can say that would make things any better right now. But I just want you to see in my eyes how sorry I am for the comments that I made yesterday. I know that it hurt many people, especially friends, teammates, former teammates, loved ones, people that I care and, and respect. I can bring it back to me. Apologizing for his comments that he won't kneel during the national anthem. What's that got to do with George Floyd? Please name it. Why, why, are, you, why are you apologizing? Trump fights back against General Mattis. Last story of the night. Remember Mattis came out and said that, uh, I'll, read, I'll read you what he said, so I'm not paraphrasing. He said, Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime, and this is General Mattis is Donald Trump's prior defense secretary. Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite American people, unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. Mattis was quoted as saying, quoted as saying by, this, by CNN, we are witnessing the consequences of three years of this deliberate effort. We are at the lowest black unemployment rate in history, the lowest women's unemployment rate in history, the lowest Hispanic unemployment rate in history. That's a deliberate attempt to not unite people. We are witnessing the consequences of three years without mature leadership. We can unite without him, drawing on the strengths inherent in our civil society, he added. Let me ask you this. A lot of people are, are crying out for unity, right? Crying out for unity. Can you unite with that which you can't agree? How do you unite if you can't agree? I'll read you this Bible verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common, or what fellowship can light have with darkness? You're like, Tom, that's, that's out of the Bible. It's, it, it spans outside of the church uh, arena it spans outside of biblical logic it's logical everywhere you cannot unite with somebody who's how do i unite with an american socialist yes they were born here they have the rights that they want to relinquish but how do i unite with somebody who wants to butcher the un, butcher the unborn how do you how do i unite with a socialist how do i unite with somebody who looks at facts and says they're not true how, how do I unite with that? Explain that. I mean, explain that to me, General Mattis. This is the truth about both of these men. Put up that picture. There you go. That's the truth. And some of you will hate that because you're Drew Brees advocates. I am not. You can put it back on me. 
You, you know what? He said exactly what was true. And because he took backlash from it, he got people that were mad at him. He retracted his statements. I'll say what I've said from day one. I have never closed this church. I will never close this church. I, I stand for the First Amendment. I stand for the 14th Amendment. I, I, don't, I stand for the fact that there's not systemic racism in law enforcement. It's a fact. Statistically, there is no systemic racism in law enforcement. I stand for the fact that these protests, these riots are not for George Floyd. And I stand for the fact that coronavirus is not a deadly plague. And here's where I'll finish. Again, I say this stuff all the time, but this is what Christians need to say. And then we're going to pray. This is what Christians, some of Christians, you can pray this right now. When it comes to the coronavirus, maybe you've bought in and you're out there apologizing for your white privilege. Unless you're a racist, why are you apologizing? What you need to say is, I was wrong. I was wrong. You're still not in church. Pastors still haven't opened their church. I was wrong. There's a 99.9% survival rate. I was wrong. It wasn't a pandemic like I thought. I was wrong. I was a wimp. I was a coward. I should have stood up. I shouldn't have closed my church. I was wrong. Repent. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. It's the beginning of his ministry. Repent. 180 degree turn in your thought life. Say it out loud. I didn't follow the Bible. I didn't follow the the Constitution. And there is no room for obfuscation. That's what everybody's doing now. They're obfuscating, which means to render as obscure or unclear. unclear, To be unintelligible. Well, you know, know, we really, we, 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 uh, we thought we were doing you know, what was best for the community. Anyway, we've opened up now, so let's all forget about it. And, you know, on to George Floyd. No, no, no. No, this has to be rectified. Confession needs to be made. Not to me. Just do it to your God. And pastors, you need to do it publicly and reopen your churches. Where are all the bodies from coronavirus? Where were they at? Trying to end this thing. No more rewriting history and no more justifying. It's all about repentance. Listen, make sure that you like and share this. Let's get this word out. I know that it's long. People may only watch little bits and pieces of it. But everything that I told you tonight was out of the word of God and was true. Everything that I told you, it was out of the Bible or I'm just reading facts. You know where I got all those police facts? It's from the FBI UCR report. Facts. Bible. Facts. But like and share this. Let's get this out to as many people as we possibly can. Yes, you will lose friends. A man's enemies are the members of his own household. That's Matthew chapter 10, verse 36. That can't happen. But you need Christians. We can't stand for these three lies. We can't abide in them. We can't make room for them. We can't tolerate them. We cannot, we cannot, we can't in any way, shape, or form not tell people the truth. There's no systemic racism in law enforcement. This is not about George Floyd, and coronavirus is not a deadly plague. That's what's true. And you need to say it, even if it costs you friends, 
even if it costs you relationships, pastors, if it costs you congregates, you stand in the truth. Share this on Facebook. Share this on Instagram. Share this on Twitter. Share this, share this, share this. Let's get the word out. Let's get the truth out. Remember tomorrow, if you don't have a church, go on Google Maps, find out how far Inglewood, Florida is from your house right now. It's only 9.45 right now. You have time. Go to bed early if you got to drive here. If your church is closed, or maybe you're sick of a, of a cowardice pastor who closed his church, you're sick and tired of it. A pastor won't stand up for his own constitutional rights and stand up for the word of God and binding and loosing not even a deadly virus. He can't even stare a 99.9% survival rate in the face. Maybe you're sick of it and you want to go to a place where they actually preach the word of God and have some guts and stand in the Bible and aren't afraid to offend. I'm not saying come here all the time, but maybe you, maybe you need to come and hear the word of God. If your church is closed or maybe you're just sick of it and you need a, a band-aid church for a couple weeks, whatever it may be, or just one Sunday, Google Maps Foundation Church, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. We start tomorrow at 10 a.m. If you're within an hour, if you're within 90 minutes, maybe two hours, get here. We'll find a place for you. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Holy Ghost, we praise you. We welcome you into this place. We welcome you into this ministry. Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, you speak the truth. The word of God is the truth. It's spoken unfettered. We are to preach the word, being instant, in season, out of season, reproving, rebuking, and exhorting with all long-suffering and doctrine. Lord, we've done it. Take it as far as you are able. Heal this land and revive the church, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said... Amen. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you here tomorrow.